tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Our Star Wars... Hey guys, thanks for uh, joining us here on AfterBuzz. We're just listening to some classic Bill Murray. <laughs> I mean, is there any other way to start this? No, no, it's, just, it's a beautiful so. song. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here to talk about Star Wars Rebels, Episode 3, Droids in Distress. <laughs> well, we have a special we, guest. We do have a special guest. He's sitting right next to me. <laughs> uh, uh, but before we introduce our special guest, let's introduce my lovely co-host, Megan Salinas. Hi, everyone. And Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. And our special guest, R2-D2. Oh, I think he's asleep right now. He's sleeping. <laughs> Somebody turned him off. Yeah. <laughs> not going to name names. <laughs> um. He wouldn't stop looking at me. <laughs> he was creeping me out. All right. He's um, a feisty one. But he's so cute. <laughs> Before we jump into this, how'd you guys feel about this episode? It was fun. I mean, like... um. I think we were talking a little bit earlier, you know, they're still laying down a lot of the groundwork. I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't jump right into the Inquisitor, oh, yeah. but it was still a really fun episode. Yeah, we didn't even see him, did we? Nope. Man. Nowhere to be seen. I really want that guy to show up, too. <laughs> <laughs> they're building him up, I'm sure. I thought it was good. I When it first started out, all of a sudden they were at the end of of an assignment. And I was like, I, it took me a second to be, it was a little jolted how they, how they started. It wasn't, you know, the end of the last one. Right, is, they threw us right in there. Exactly. So I kind of had to take a minute and go, oh, okay, so he is officially part of the team and they're doing stuff. And um, I don't think I liked how it began, but it's it was fun and I liked it. And um, I liked all the cameos. I mean, yeah. it's, it's fun to see how they, they bring that into everything and where they end up and where they go and what they're actually doing. So, um I really enjoyed that. I like when we see little, right, little Easter eggs. That so was big. the big sell on this episode was the mm-hmm. cameos. Um, they, our special guest though too, <laughs> was one of the cameos. C three PO was there. Um, there were a few other <laughs> hidden ones here and there. I don't know if anyone noticed, but the driver. Uh, do you guys recognize the driver there? Star Tours! Oh, yeah! So if anyone hasn't been to Disneyland, or is it at Disney World, too? I'm yeah, sure it's, it's not Disneyland. there anymore, though, because they switched the Star Tours oh. in both yeah. ways. But I haven't it was, been in a long time. It was the old, you know, driver Rex um, of Star Tours. They they called him a different name, but it was the same kind of droid yeah. um, that was driving Captain it. Rex was yeah, the exactly. Star Tours and guy. And it was always his first flight, and you're like, come on, man. <laughs> I haven't gone to this for at least 20 years. You know, I fly this you thing. Are you're a veteran. Why are you still making these rookie and mistakes? And I was always sad I never made it to the Endor moon. Just oh. never. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Well, you can't go on it anymore. So. Well, <laughs> it's kind of sad um, because if you go to Disneyland now, um, Rex is still there in line. He's there like in kind of like the scrap heap. It's really kind oh, of depressing. depressing. <laughs> that's oh kind God. of like the luggage you didn't want. Like he's in that section. <laughs> that's really sad. Yeah. Is there. it because he was such a bad driver? Because he was a horrible driver. 
<laughs> I think that's why. He always got in a wreck. C-3PO is like, yeah, take this stuff over. Well, <laughs> he is a RX series droid, which is why they call him Rex, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and this droid in the show, he was a pilot, looked just like him. He was corny and cheesy, and he did the pull down his mask. He did mm-hmm. all the funny stuff that him. So it was fun to see that they incorporated an old Disney character into uh, the Star Wars show. I like that. Uh, and they even got the same voice actor as um, Rex from Disneyland. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, same voice actor. I think it's nice. um, Paul Rubens. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So, that's pretty cool. All right. So, let's jump into it. And just like Kristen was saying, we start off, it's at, they're in the end of a mission and they're running from Star Destroyer right off the bat. Star Destroyer <laughs> chasing them out and they have some TIE fighters on their tail and Chopper hits the hyperdrive and they blast off. And mm-hmm. then, well, we got some problems. They're running out of money. <laughs> they got no food. They got no money. Nope. Gotta get See, money on the when table. You give away all your your food and just do things for yeah, free. Yeah, makes you think. It's like maybe we should have kept some of it at yeah. least. <laughs> but I, I will say that this episode in particular is pretty nostalgic, actually, for me because I have a soft spot in my heart for like kind of the space cowboy stuff. Yeah, and I grew up with a show called Outlaw Star, which was about a group of bounty hunters who were always trying to keep food on the table. Sure. And so they're always doing all these odd jobs, and usually they end up with more expenses than they do. <laughs> it's kind of um, also uh, Firefly esque. Yes, very yeah. much. Or Cowboy Bebop or oh, everything, yeah. right. too. Yeah. So I, I did like how that that's how this episode started out. It's kind of cool. So they're cute. space cowboys. <laughs> um, so what happens? Kanan says, Well, I know of a job. Let's go be arms dealers. And they're like, What? <laughs> this guy <laughs> used to be a Jedi. Now <laughs> he wants to be an arms dealer. This is crazy. He's breaking bad right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, is what's going on. I don't have it's time cool. to train you. I have lots and lots yeah, of Yeah, poor Ezra is like, I like the hair. I goes, how'd your Jedi training come along? And he goes, what Jedi training? Like, uh, that's unheard of or whatever he said. I love her response. Cause she's like, oh, we'll see about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's going to make it happen. <laughs> well, yeah, the very next thing. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, but it was cute. Jumping ahead. Um... Well, you can jump ahead if you want to. Well, um, I just like when she, so she said that, and the very next scene is, is like, you know, they were talking about it because they come into the room and, um, it was, oh, what was it? I oh, will see about that. And, um, she's like, that's fine, love, but we will discuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what she tells him. And you know exactly what she means. He's like, Everybody knows oh, what that means. Man. Every man knows what but that means. But he's like, but she did call me love. Yeah. Point one? Do I get a plus for this? <laughs> it equals out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I forgot to mention the line, Zeb, Zeb's line with Hera and Chopper when they're about to jump into hyperspace. And Zeb, or Chopper, like, made some grumpy noise because he's <laughs> such a grumpy little droid. And Zeb says, what did he say? And Hera said, he said, hello, hyperspace. <laughs> and then Zeb's response was perfect. He just goes, well, what did he say? He goes, that's not what he said. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so the, the comedy in the show is good. It's fun. It um, You know, like, Keeps you laughing. It's lighthearted. It's good. All right. So they decide. They take a bow. And they're going to go do these arms deal for Vizago. Um, that jerk. That jerk that <laughs> sold him out in the first place. I'm like, right? Why well, still work with that guy? Um, so they go there. And they know the mission, right? So they go to the spaceport. Like, mm-hmm. Kanan already knows the mission. And that's where we see them getting on a public uh, space, like spaceport transport. Stark Muter Shuttle. Sure. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's when we see the RX droid, who mm-hmm. is like uh, Rex from Disneyland. Um, <laughs> and you start seeing them do their little routine, like where they're, like in the first episode where you saw had they had all had like 
parts to play and you know you see chopper and ezra get on and they're like <laughs> pushing each other and if it wasn't a cartoon they would be undercover right yeah but it's cartoon so you gotta see their funny <laughs> yeah you gotta see their faces so we know who they are and not change their outfits i wonder how like the um you know the the process for like okay who plays what part gets discussed because Ezra seemed to get the short end of the straw because he's the one getting electrocuted by the droid <laughs> in this scenario. Well, you know what? I was reading about Ezra and Chopper and they said they have that kind of relationship where they just kind of mess with each other. Like Chopper <laughs> will play jokes on Ezra and Ezra will mess with Chopper. And I was like, that sounds fun. <laughs> a little droid to it's mess with. It's got to hurt a little bit too. Um, and then, so we have, uh, what was she? She was a... Oh, the minister. The minister. That's yeah. right. She was an imperial minister, and she comes minister aboard Tua. with Tua. Um, another guy. What was he? I, I, writ, I wrote down his race. Mr. Amda Wabu. Yeah, they kept calling him Mr. Wabu, and mm. he is an Aqualish, which is the same species that we saw in A New Hope, which mm-hmm. was standing next to that evil doctor dude. I forgot his name. It was Doctor Something. But he's the one that, like, he doesn't like you. Yeah. You that guy? <laughs> I don't like you either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that guy that he says he doesn't like you, he was the same species as this dude. So that's why we recognize him. He looks familiar. They're called Aqualish. Uh, and that guy's name in New Hope, by the way, is Panda Baba. <laughs> Wrote that down for some reason. Instead <laughs> um, of the last name. So she can't translate. So two little droids come on, and it's R two D two and C three PO. Yay! Yay! Everybody <laughs> loves seeing them. Um, obviously, C three PO goes straight into his. Hey, I'm a translator. Every single time you see him, that's the yep. first thing he says. Well, I'm fluent in over six million forms of communication. Okay, we get it. <laughs> we know. Um, and I love that the voice actor came for this as well. You know what? C-3PO. No one ever does C three PO, but that Besides guy. Him. I, yeah, I think no. he has a lockdown on C three PO. I don't, Which I, is awesome, I think. I can't picture anybody else doing it. I mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there who do really good imitations. Sure. But, like, I, I think it's fun that they keep it the same actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Daniels, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they start their little scheme. And <laughs> Chopper and Ezra start fighting and show for space. And Kanan get, jumps in. Mind your own business. And, <laughs> yeah. and then Kanan... Um, Calls up to, uh, we'll just call him Rex, even though he's not Rex. Uh, calls up to Rex and says, hey, man, aren't droids supposed to be in the back? So <laughs> they send all the droids to the back. Um, I love that C-3PO, they they call him at first, uh, what was it, uh, Astromech? Oh, an Astromech droid, yeah. Astromech, he's like, I am, yeah. I am a translator. How dare you? Yeah, he gets, starts getting mad. He doesn't want to be the filth that is Astromech like, droids. You know, kind of like sitting up, like, I am right. not like that. He's rubbish. a proper droid. Well, they're going to make him sit in the back. I know. That's not With cool. the Astro mix. <laughs> Jeez. So this is where Sabine comes in. She sees that the minister couldn't translate. Right? And the minister had no idea what this guy was saying. Um, so she jumps in and she's like, hey, yo, my level five imperial test. Uh, yeah, I could do good. <laughs> I like I like that the minister's like, oh, you're an imperial too? Oh, I used to be a level five. It's like <laughs> you're just hitting someone's like past like. You're We're, hitting their nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Just like, I remember those days. Oh, School the you up, yeah, you go up to me and you're like, I was part of this sorority too. <laughs> crazy. We went to the same class. Oh, wow. Ah, oh, to be young again. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets some information out of where their stuff is in the loading bay. Or, um, and he says 17, but she tells... No, wait. She, he says 7. And she tells the minister 17 to buy him some time when they mm-hmm. get there so they can sneak in. And I like this part because they they tell Ezra, and now it's up to Ezra to 
crawl through the vents and stuff. And he kind of pulls an Aladdin moment again. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that this one, too. They're all... It wasn't just focused on, I feel like, the first one, um, or first two, if you want to be technical, um, were focused on Ezra primarily. And this one, I didn't feel like we saw him as much, which was actually, I mean, not that he's bad or anything like that but it was it was definitely more of a group dynamic yeah and i like that i I hope it's always more about the group even though you can still feel the slight emphasis that was the main character you know but it's still more of a group show he's our luke skywalker yeah he's our young he we're gonna see the most change in ezra Mm -hmm. everyone else is kind of older and set in their ways ezra is still growing and still learning and he's gonna yeah he's the one that has to go on the hero's journey exactly Mm -hmm. so ezra crawls through the vents and he says hey i thought you were gonna talk teach me some Jedi stuff. <laughs> Man, he's like, all we gotta do is steal to live. And you're like, oh, it's Aladdin. Yeah, steal to eat. <laughs> gotta steal <laughs> to eat. <laughs> gotta eat to live. I thought you all about it when I got the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna go there. Megan's got this. <laughs> <laughs> so... But he kind of gets out there and you hear the Star Wars music playing in the background because he's starting to like feel the force and use it to like time his jumps and jump just right. Mm-hmm. Dodges a, uh, you know, a spaceship flying by and he's right in front of it thought that was pretty good mm-hmm. um and he gets in he gets it done and they i like they're like nah we didn't think you would do it <laughs> nah you they should have like exchanged it. money like oh man oh yeah they should that would be like dang it hera that would have been good <laughs> that would have been really funny if they had fight money <laughs> that would have been great <laughs> so they open the crates because they didn't know what type of weapons these were and mm-hmm. they find that they are t7 ion disruptors and everyone seems kind of like okay except for zeb who goes, oh, disruptors. Like, uh, you're like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. What does Zeb have to do with disruptors? Maybe we should rethink this. Oh, yeah. I'm not super on board with this anymore. <laughs> well, I thought all of them seemed a little bit hesitant. Because, one, you've got Zeb in the room. And he's obviously got a huge issue with it. Sure. And they're illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They mentioned that. Well. Yeah. These are banned by the Empire. Mm-hmm. So, what's the deal with that? We, you know, so we go on. They get on the spaceship. Now Zeb's in a pissed off mood. Uh, shoves Ezra out of his <laughs> cabin. Well, I, I like when they go on there too, and and we see R two and C three PO follow, you know, um, follow Chopper on because it's like, oh, this guy knows where he's going, and he's getting out of danger. And these two <laughs> other people that came, you know, I I can't handle it. And then all of a sudden they show up on the ship with them, and they're like, oh crap. <laughs> oh yeah, that one of my favorite moments in the show too was earlier when um, Chopper was trying to distract him and he like ran into R2 and he like poked him and then R2 zapped him and then he like threw his hands in there and he's like ah! so that was a good part I like Chopper I wish Chopper and R2 D2 would have just messed around for more they were, you I watched their the entire episode of just them yeah. fighting or just them like on a mission by themselves it'd be like Wally. <laughs> oh, except you wouldn't ever best. stand anything you just hear beeps from R2 and like from Chopper I feel like it'd be yeah if Wally met up <laughs> Yeah, like the old guy with the younger one, but they're droids. Oh, and we found out that Chopper is a, what, C-110P droid? Mm-hmm. And C-3PO refers to him as his old C-110P. <laughs> um, it might have already been online somewhere, but I just saw it on the show. Um, and they I said, agree. I don't, I don't remember hearing it yeah, no. in the previous episode. I'll take your word I for even it. wrote it down because yeah. I was like, I, this is new information to me. Yeah, I think they might have put it out, though, in his, like, backstory. Mm-hmm. So I missed that. But that's what type of droid is. And I think... I was wondering, I was having a discussion with people at work. I think our um, Chopper is an older model droid than R2. I would definitely see like that. that. I mean, they they 
not only does Chopper just kind of look old, but, you know, R2-D2's design is a lot sleeker. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Maybe Chopper is an old astromech droid from, like, a C-series, and see, they've gone all the way down to the R's. <laughs> I, that's all I could think of. But I think he's older. Um, so now we're on the ship. Zeb's ticked off, and Ezra's like, oh, why is he being mean to me? And Hera, <laughs> Hera gives him the backstory. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, T7 ion disruptors do some nasty things to organic beings, Mm -hmm. and the Imperials used those type of weapons to, like, pretty much kill all of Zeb's race. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I went from, you know, being really kind of angry with him from the the last two episodes, you know, because he essentially left Ezra to die. And that wasn't cool. To feeling really sorry for him in this episode. Like, I, I really felt for him this time around. Uh, Lasats, right? Yeah, Lasats. Yeah. And they're from what is the planet? Uh, I wrote it down somewhere. Lasan? I think they're Lasats yeah. from Lasan. Yeah, yeah. Lasan, yeah. And it explains it. a little bit about why he's so grumpy all the time, probably. Yeah, there's only a handful of them left, pretty much. I don't know. He should be like the doctor, though, a little bit. <laughs> a little nicer and friendly. Well, some of the doctors, I guess, have kind of a dark side, too. Don't yeah, they? I don't. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of versions of the doctor who are very cranky. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it, it definitely does. And we we talked about that. Like, we hope we learn more about it. Right. And, and it all kind of makes sense. So that. now we're getting some Zeb backstory. And I like that because we hadn't really uh, ever seen a creature like him in Star Wars before. So now, now we know now why. we know why. There's not very many of them. Um, so he's from Lasan, uh, and he's a Lasat. And Lasat got uh, murdered by T7 ion disruptors. And that's kind of frightening, too, because they've got their hands on this tech that essentially wiped out an entire race. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, who are they going to be handing over these these clearly very dangerous illegal weapons to? Exactly. And they were trying to sell those to the Empire, so the good thing they stopped them, because then we find out that the Empire was actually... Those were prototypes, and they were going to mass-produce them. So that's that could have just changed the whole war right there. I mean... On the one hand, though, you know, if it's stormtroopers going in there, they may not shoot anybody anyway. <laughs> that's, that's fair true. enough. They can't hit anything. Although the walkers were hitting people. I wrote that down. I was like, wow, walkers actually can, can aim just stormtroopers. That's well, because they're robots and not untrained <laughs> soldiers. Well, no, they're just higher up soldiers that have been in the force. Oh, really? Driving them. Well, you know, they drive them. Okay. I thought they were just robots. Well, no, remember, like in the in the mm-hmm. movies, you see the guys driving them or whatever. Yeah, it's usually. And, and they shot people in, in those in the movies. Just mm-hmm. not stormtroopers. Stormtroopers just don't <laughs> hit people. Stormtroopers just don't do anything. <laughs> um, and I was talking with someone online about the whole stormtrooper clone trooper thing and there is in the upcoming book there's an upcoming book called Tarkin and it's all about Tarkin Grand Moff Tarkin that guy that guy <laughs> apparently his first name is Will Huff <laughs> really it's a weird name Will Huff Tarkin, Will Huff Tarkin. I had no idea he's until like I was like a southern I was, gentleman <laughs> I own a plantation well I say I say <laughs> and then he's Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> now Will Huff Tarkin is Foghorn Leghorn well I say Princess Leia. Um, that would be a different movie. Don't know if I would, would like that very, movie. Very different. Um, At least he's still better than he who shall not be named in the first three. You know who I'm talking about. Oh. Um, Fan favorite. Right. Let's not go there today. Um, we got, so in the Tarkin book, 
they explain that there was they shut down the Camino cloning and they started recruiting people and then other means like that. So that'll be out. If you want to read into that, you can go look that up. Look at the Tarkin book comes out next month. I think. November fourth. Oh, nice. Thank you. Oh, did you finish the uh, the book that you were reading last time? I'm almost there. I got busy this week. I gotta <laughs> hurry up and get on that. But I know the idea of it because right now it's towards the end now so you kind of have the idea of, of what they set up and now it's just like letting it play out mm-hmm. um and i have some more news about other books that we can talk about towards Yay. the end here mm-hmm. so what was i even talking about when i started going off on target <laughs> jeez target uh, weapons everything weapons yeah, arms dealing oh we were talking Boom. about why the stormtroopers suck <laughs> yeah uh, so okay i think yeah. every star wars conversation can <laughs> loop right back around to right that. back to the stormtroopers can't shoot <laughs> stormtroopers yeah, when zeb was fighting them they were shooting at him from like two <laughs> feet away <laughs> even i was like okay i can't really write that one well off. there was one point two or c3po a little bit later on he's like walking into it and they're just like and he's not even going that Well, fast. that's not even the first time that that's happened to see the repeal. He's just kind of like, duh, 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 going very, very slowly, and like, nobody hits him. Yeah. I will say, though, that when they do land a hit, it is shocking. You're like, oh my oh, gosh, oh, wow, they he actually... Got shot. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's more like a graze. He got grazed in the arm. <laughs> oh no, that poor Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. He's the only guy that gets shot in Star Wars, that Wookiee. But the baby Wookiee was okay. Oh, and he wasn't here this time. No baby Wookiee. They didn't Wookie. take him along. <laughs> So, um, so they go down to the planet to give Vizago these weapons and <sighs> stupid C-3PO who <laughs> <laughs> thinks he's being kidnapped or something, <laughs> droid-napped, um, goes and puts a distress call out, which is, I guess, intercepted? I don't think he called yeah, the Imperials. No. no, I actually, the first time I watched it, I thought he did, and I even told Megan, I'm like, what a snitch, and yeah. I rewatched it again. Um, I try to watch it twice so I can get all the names down. Um, but yeah, as it turns out, he's trying to get somebody else, and it is intercepted. Well, and it's actually really clever, because at the beginning of this episode, it seems like they're on the side of the Empire, and that's kind of confusing, because you're like, wait, no, these are our heroes. Right. Why are they hanging around the Empire, you know, doing work for the bad guys and then you see C-3PO what looks like calling you know um, Mm -hmm. and so it it does it was a very clever setup with what they ended up panning out briefly the name of who he's calling General Someone yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah something I like heard that. it, and, they and then were all like, of a sudden you're like, you see Callus, and, it and was you're like, like oh. because the imperial agent that walked up to Callus was like, sir, there was a distress call put out to General So and So, but uh, we intercepted it. Mm-hmm. He's on the line, and then yeah, Callus. I guess you missed that line there. Yeah. yeah, it's real quick too. It's yeah. Um. So yeah, he put out a call to General Someone. You can tell Sue online if you want. I get so distracted every time Callus is on screen because of those giant mutton chops. Oh man, those chops are awesome. That's, That's how you know he's choppers. He's hardcore. <laughs> I, I'm gonna grow those and just. I was gonna say, yeah, you should just do that. Just you grow some big, General big Callus chops. <laughs> I like it. That'd be awesome. Um, so he intercepts the call and he flies down to the planet to try and catch these guys because he knows it's them. He knows it's the rebels he's been chasing. And then Vizago sees them and like, oh god, you brought the Imperials. Uh, Vizago doesn't pay for half deal. So yeah, he takes half yeah, of these super dangerous weapons, doesn't pay them anything, and just takes off. I think they're gonna. They should go after Vizago. I would. As soon as I get away from the okay, we gotta go back. Because he took this half their payload. I, I didn't pay a cent. He'll get. He'll get his. Oh, he will. Yeah. 
karma a big thing in Star oh, Wars. Oh yeah, he's 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 earning a lot of karma. <laughs> <laughs> so they take off, and they were like, "Well, we can't just we got to load these. Sh- we can't let the Empire get these guns because they're so dangerous. So we have to take them and put them on the ship. But uh, ah, hold them off. I like that, Kanan." I, the first thing I thought was, well, just grab some of those guns. And just, <laughs> use yeah, them. just use them against him. Um, so they took down one walker, and then the other one shot Kanan and, like, blew him backwards, and he lost the gun, so he couldn't use it. But here comes Callus with his stormtroopers, and he sees uh, Zeb, and he, and he calls him out. And you're like, why is Callus calling out Zeb? Like, what's what's the beef there? He pulls out that big bow rifle, mm-hmm. which that you learn from Zeb, who Zeb has one too. They go fight for a minute, and he knocks it out of his hand for a second. He goes, only the honor guard of the Lasat can use a bow rifle. And then you find out the hard-hitting news <laughs> that Callus, he says, I know. I, <laughs> I took it from one when I... Killed him uh, on the side. And yeah. he goes, Yeah, I gave the order to use the ion disruptors. And you're like, What? So, yeah, basically, this guy with giant mutton chops that we've, you know, with the. I mean, are we really surprised that a guy named Callus is responsible for genocide? No. <laughs> I guess it was foreshadowed. I mean, was he born into wickedness or was wickedness thrust <laughs> Thrust upon him. <laughs> I got it. I got yeah. your reference. Wicked. But but it was, it was, I mean, jeez, like that I know. got dark. That it got dark real quick and you're like, wow, he's the one that's responsible for genocide of this whole species? Like that's messed up. Mm-hmm. And now you can see why Zeb's, then Zeb gets real mad and they start going at it. And Zeb has kind of the upper hand on him the whole time. Like he's kind of besting him, but... All well, that's going on. They're trying to figure out like how do we get rid of these guns or get to cause a distraction. And R two, little old R two, comes <laughs> to save the day. He drives up and says, "Oh, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and Sabine, I guess, who understands astromech beeps, um, goes, "Oh, that's right. We could just overcharge these guns. What a good idea, R two. She understands so many languages. <laughs> She's so good. Um, which he probably was." We found out, I think, later that he was kind of programmed to do the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on a secret mission, and he was his sole mission was to make sure that those uh, guns didn't get in the wrong hand. Yeah. So that's why he wanted to join. I, and I like when he starts driving up. C three PO goes, "Where are you going?" He goes, "I'm going to join the join him." And he's <laughs> Chab- like, "Join him, join Jabber, yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're buddies now. <laughs> so during they overcharge the guns, they blow them up and kills the other Walker. And it shakes everything. It's like a big earthquake. Mm-hmm. And that's when Callus gets the whop, good jab right in on Zeb. Did you guys see that coming? I thought I was wondering the whole time. Like, I thought, Zeb will take this guy. I, I didn't know what I was expecting from this fight because I certainly wasn't expecting Callus to be responsible for the genocide of Zeb's race. So, but, I mean, it makes sense if he was a good enough fighter to actually get the staff, you know, in the first place from this honor guard warrior. Although, granted, he might have just, you know, the guy, the poor guy might have just brought a bow staff to a gunfight. Yeah. We don't know the details. But, I mean, it does make sense. And this is a guy who's going to fight dirty. Right. Mm-hmm. So and he so, takes that. And he's clearly saying these things specifically to, to get, make him mad. Yeah. yeah. And so he'll make mistakes. Right. Exactly. I want to know what the LSATs did to him. That he's so pissed off at everybody. Mm, it's I, probably nothing. nothing. I think he's just I, a jerk. They probably just wanted their home world for whatever resources it was worth. Well, because we figure out why Zeb's 
kind of a jerk sometimes this week i mean do we find out histories and kind of like we even do in star wars you find yeah. out you know anakin's backstory and you want the backstory of callus i wanted everybody well we're seeing a lot of him he was so mistreated like as a child we're, <laughs> we're invested in well, we're starting to get invested he's in our him. main antagonist until the inquisitor comes in mm-hmm. so it's like you do want to know more about him you're like well why are you so callous i don't understand Yeah, because you don't find out darth you know darth vader is being controlled in there as well and i wonder if callus you know if, if the inquisitor isn't somebody that's you know the emperor you know that way they're so pushing him and mm-hmm. it's it's just a question you want from like all well-rounded characters mm-hmm. like the best villains are the ones you know about. who who have like a good reason for what they're doing you know mm-hmm. that they're well-rounded because a lot of times interest really interesting villains don't see themselves as villains they see themselves as doing the right thing well yeah maybe that's callous thing he just he's for the empire or maybe he's just pissed because parents like named him Callus. Yeah, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Name your kid Callus. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going <laughs> like, on. Well, that's I got to be evil now. All right. Thanks, well, Mom. Thanks, Dad. Thanks a lot, guys. Maybe we should meet his parents. So, I'm just kidding. he's about to get the drop on him. Mm-hmm. He's about to get the drop on Zeb. And he knocks him down and he's like, ah, raised up. Final killing blow. And Ezra, who is funny because I think they did this because they always show Ezra and Zeb for the last two episodes just fighting each other and kind of always on each other's, like, bad side. Kind of pushing each other all the time. And so Ezra is like, no! (laughs) Boom! Uses the force. Force push. Kyle's flies up against a big boulder or rock or whatever. He hit that pretty hard. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to wake up with a concussion. (laughs) Callus, do not take a nap. Right now, you will die. It was kind of an interesting way to use the force, too, because I, you know, I thought it was more of like something out of Once Upon a Time or, you know, True Blood with Suki's fingers and stuff. It was more, <laughs> Magic like a, it was more of a push. I'll go with Once Upon a Time because it's Disney. Um, where the, when they have their powers and when Emma has her powers in there and she just right. goes at people and, and you think of more of the force, it's just kind of, you know, yeah, he doesn't know how to control it. Because he doesn't it know yet. how to control it, right? But that's kind of interesting because I don't feel like we've seen that as much. Well, they had a little bit of it in the prequels like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, I, th- I think, but yeah, we, we don't explore it. Like, they don't show it really in, in the, in the original trilogy yeah. as much. No. Those are the ones I know better. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's, I, I, that's, has to be what it is. He doesn't know what he's doing and he just on instinct was like, no, and had the double hand push. And mm-hmm. maybe that helped. Maybe if he would have only done one hand, it would have just like pushed him back an inch or two and not done anything. <laughs> so it's okay. It's good. Um, it does, and you see Kanan like, oh man. Oh yeah, I, I knew I was yeah. forgetting about something. <laughs> I really got to start training this kid. He's <laughs> like, going to start causing problems. Which questions why Kanan didn't already do something like that in the first place? Because I know in the first episode he's trying to hide the fact that he's a Jedi. Now the secret's out. The secret's the out. out of the bag. Why are you just jumping around with a lightsaber, taking care of business? What are you doing, Kanan? <laughs> oh well. Get it together, Kanan. <laughs> Especially because like they already met him earlier, so it's like it's not like a big secret reveal. It's like, oh, cat's out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. Let's Unless he was doing it so that uh, R two and C three PO wouldn't know. That could be too. <laughs> but then later, they uh, they go ahead and say it in front of those <laughs> droids anyway. They're like when they're on the ship, C three PO and R two D two are standing right there, and he goes, "Your Jedi training starts tomorrow." And you, the droids are like, "What? Oh, okay." Huh. I mean. Dang it! Like then, now they know. Now they and know. It's like, why didn't you mention this when Luke is doing his thing? Yeah. God, those 
Jerk droids. Well, that brings... You see, that's a whole other issue Well, there. and again, we don't know if uh, our characters are going to live to see A New Hope or not. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Well, it's the same idea with, like, Obi-Wan going, oh, I don't remember owning any droid. <laughs> really? I watched the Clone Wars. You were with R2 all the time. <laughs> don't give me that, Obi-Wan. I, granted, he has been in, like, kind of this cave-esque area for numerous years. Maybe he's yeah, just... Like 18 years <laughs> yeah. or something. And he's old. He's getting senile. It's like, I don't remember any droids. Uh, who knows? Um, so, no continuity. But yeah. they, and they erased their memories in the, at the end of the... The third one, right? They did. I don't think they did R two, did they? They did it to C three PO because he can, they... he he can remember and talk too much. I thought they did it to both of them. I think they just said like, "Go clean this one up and wipe this one's memory." And C three PO was like, "What?" <laughs> it's probably best because he's a blabbermouth. Yeah. So they probably did it to him again before he showed up again. They probably wipe his memory all the time. It's like <laughs> just men, to shut men him up. and black him. Yeah, they do. That's what they do. Um. Okay, so now they save Zeb, they pull him on the ship, and they fly off, and that's when they tell Zeb, like, oh, Ezra did it. Oh, Ezra, you're going to get your Jedi training. You stud, you. (laughs) And then, um... Zeb better leave him alone a little bit. I don't mind the funny banter, but, like, don't try to kill him all the time. (laughs) Yeah, especially now. He saved your life. Maybe he'll be nicer to him in the next episode. Next time, Ezra's just going to be like, hi it's you as well. (laughs) I hope he's overly Um, nice, which would be funny. If you notice the expression on his face, he wasn't, it wasn't like one of those, like, you did good kid type things. When he gets told the news, it was, it was surprised, but, like, kind of guarded. It wasn't, like, super grateful. It was just kind of, Huh. It was it was more No, oh, he does like me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much so in in Zeb's mind it's probably like, ah, oh, great, I owe him one now. Oh, that's true. Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna have to do something so that we're even again. I hope he's overly nice. Like the next time you just see him like following Ezra around, like giving him shoulder massages. <laughs> like, hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey, how are you? <laughs> You're so weird. No. <laughs> you odd. <laughs> Should we watch the uh, the pod race? Yeah. <laughs> it comes on at two. It's come okay. on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. I'll make you some food. Hey, BIP. best buddy. <laughs> best friend. Um, so the droids, by the way, tell them like, hey, don't sell us earlier they said don't sell us to Visago our master will pay you uh, a lot of money if you bring mm-hmm. us back and they find out okay I guess they go and there's our next cameo our final cameo of the show that was cool yeah it was really cool it's Bail Organa who is Leia's adopted father mm-hmm. uh, he adopts Leia at the end of uh, three uh, Revenge of the Sith because she needs a place to live. Um, they have to separate them. Yeah, they got to separate them. He sinks them, and you even see the ship. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the name of the ship is. It has a name. I should have wrote it down. But you see that ship. That's Leia's ship. You see it at the beginning of A New Hope, mm-hmm. and it's his ship. And you also see it in um, Revenge of the Sith. You see that same ship. So got the same ship. Um, you see him come on. You're like, oh, it's Bill Organa. That's so cool. And the droids are talking to him, and he pays him a lot of money. And my favorite part right here. Where is this? Uh, Kanan says, oh, thank you. Uh, it's very generous because he gives him like mm-hmm. a lot of money. And that's when Bail Organa says, the simplest gesture of kindness can fill a galaxy with hope. And you see Kanan's face just like, what? wait a minute. Like, that's, that's a Jedi that's really familiar. saying. <laughs> Isn't that a Jedi saying? And he goes, oh, well, have a good day. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kanan, for something by. Well, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think the really cool thing is how they ended it. 
Do you see the pose? Do you, do you yeah, see it was kind of a he he puts the thing in and kneels down in front show of R two. You have on your rebels. Yeah, <laughs> it was so like yeah, because R two was basically recording everything right. while he was on the ship. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, they even showed him like put his little antenna up, up yeah. and he was recording and stuff. So now Bail Organa knows all about this new batch of rebels, so he can help start funding a rebellion. Would have been kind of cute. It would have been probably too many cameos if all of a sudden, like, this little brunette girl, like, runs by. Oh, like, like, well, she would, this is only five years before. So she, she probably would have been like 12 uh, or 13, something like that. Yeah. She still would have been excited to see her, right? (laughs) Yeah, that would have been cool. Just a little kid running around the background. Just a little nod. Yeah, that would have been, maybe we'll see it later. Who knows? Anybody younger than me as a kid. <laughs> they're like, it's all, they're all babies. That's what I'm just, I'm getting old. I'm, I'm like Chopper. I'm just like, oh, young people. So before we get out of here, guys, I have some fun Star Wars news. Ooh. After TV news. Ooh, all right. <laughs> so there was something really exciting that happened the other day. Uh, they were at New York Comic Con, and they were talking all about A New Dawn and all the new books coming out. We got some new books coming out. Like we mentioned before, we got Tarkin that comes out November the 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another new book coming out called Heir to the Jedi, which is a book about Luke, and it's all told from Luke's perspective for the first time. Oh. And it takes place in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And it's kind of like Luke has to go on some missions to save some people, and also he's coping and dealing with the loss of Obi-Wan. So that'll be exciting. That sounds really good. More Luke story and see what happens in between those two movies. Do they they make a movie out of it? Will they make a movie out of it? Nah. It's just a book. (laughs) Read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we also have... What else was they told us? They told us... Oh, there's another new book called um, Lords of the Sith. Uh, And it's a book about basically Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine going on a road trip. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Um, Vegas. It's actually... (laughs) Space Vegas. It sounds like an awesome time. Um, I would love to hang out with them, too. Facing Queen in the car. So they're traveling through space, and I think they get stranded on a planet or something, and they have to, you know, fight their way off or something. It's going to be weird to read, though, because they're bad guys. But yet, like, when they're trapped on a planet, you're going to be like, oh, man, I hope Vader gets off this planet. (laughs) Like, it's going to be weird, right? I don't know if I feel bad for them, but it it does sound like an interesting story. I mean, we know, obviously, they're going to get out of it. Well, they did say that there was a special character in the book, and he was going to be the hero of the book. So maybe it goes back and forth while Mm -hmm. they're on it. And his name is Cham Syndulla. You guys recognize that last name? No. That's Hera's last name. Oh. Is that her brother? It's or? her uncle. Ah. Who was also a member uh, or a character on the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Early on in the Clone Wars, there was an arc where they were on the Twi'lek planet and trying to save these Twi'leks who were rebelling uh, against, or not rebelling, I guess they were fighting off the Separatists, so it wasn't a rebellion yet. They were just trying to fight off the Separatists. Um and his name was Cham Syndulla. And when we, when everyone heard about Hera, they didn't know. They're like, oh, what's the connection? Because he does have like a little daughter, like a little <laughs> tiny twin. But she looked different. But than she Hera. looked different. So it was like, that can't be her. So Hera is her niece, or his niece. So they later let us know that. So if anyone was wondering, that's the connection with them. Oh, and Lords of the Sith, by the way, is taking place after Revenge of the Sith, but before Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Okay, so in that so again, time it's zone, another in between. It's another in between, sticking in the middle there. Um, we also got some news that Marvel 
since Disney and Marvel are the same company now, they're making a new uh, Star Wars comic series. Hmm. Um, it's going to be called, and it's about our favorite new Jedi, Star Wars Kanan, The Last Padawan. Ooh. Nice. Oh, That's cool. so, so that'll be fun. That'll tie in with what we're doing. And that all takes place right after Order 66 uh, from when his master got killed. And, and him said, learning. You said he was like seventeen when that happened, right? Or like fourteen? Um, it was like either fourteen or fifteen. I think I I remember last time I had the number. It, Is that before the book that you're reading, though? Yes, because okay. the book I'm reading just starts off like basically right before the show. It's him meeting Hera and then okay. them hanging so this out. This is before Hera. So this is way back. This is all the way okay. when he was a kid running away. He we was should a, create like a timeline. We yeah. should. And like each each medium that, that actually describes it. So what's fun about this is it's Canaan Canon. But I'm Tish. Canon for Canaan? Canaan Canaan. <laughs> so that'll be exciting. We'll learn more about Canaan. Um, and then finally, this is so much fun. It's ridiculous. In Tarkin, they finally gave old Darth Sidious a.k.a. Senator Palpatine, a.k.a. Chancellor Palpatine, <laughs> a.k.a. Emperor Palpatine, a first name. Wow, all these years and we all didn't know his years, first name. All these years, nobody knew his first name. <laughs> What's his name? Sheev. <laughs> it's it's a a I love it. It's just quiet. I hear a laugh come from the booth. <laughs> Sheev is his Sheev name. Palpatine. Sheev Palpatine. That's very underwhelming. It's weird, right? <laughs> I pretty much the whole internet reacted that way. Like, <laughs> what? Sounds like a bubble bath. Like, like I don't know. Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> no wonder he's evil. He's like, I'm gonna kill everyone. It's a horrible name. <laughs> Again, just really cruel parents. And now he's just the emperor. He and Callus can chit chat about how what much their names kids suck. like an evil emperor. Like that? so, you know, I, apparently Tarkin, the book Tarkin, is just going to be all about Will Huff and Sheev, <laughs> just hanging out, being buddies. This, oh my gosh, the these empire people have the weirdest names, <laughs> even by Star Wars standards. Yeah. We'll How can we Sheev. live in a universe where, you know, one guy is named Luke and the other guy is named Sheev? And we'll help. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like California. I, that's true. All right, that's guys. True. That's fair enough. Weird names aside, I think that's it for today. But before we go, remember to talk to us online. I was responding to everyone I saw talking uh, on our last clip, our video. Um, I love talking about Star Wars. I'll do it all day long. Uh, so you can... Meant talk to us on YouTube, or you, if you're listening on iTunes right now, which a lot of you are, we love you too. Comment and rate us on iTunes. I'm I'm checking it. I'm looking. I'm waiting. I'll mm-hmm. talk to you. Uh, so just before we go, though, tell us where uh, we can reach you, Megan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N, and I'm also on a bunch of other shows here at AfterBuzz. And you can find me on Twitter at Kristen Carroll 13, um, as well a bunch of other AfterBuzz and uh, Movie Talk Nation stuff. And we'll also say goodbye to little R2 here. R2. I feel like you should turn him on at oh, one Oh, you want to turn just, him on real quick? Let's just, yeah. Oh, gosh. Where's his button? Oh, ah. Gotta gotta push there his there button. There you go. There you go. Let's see if we can hear him. R2. Oh, there he is. There you go. <laughs> All right. You and can, he's looking at Dylan. Again. He's looking at me. I'll see you later, R2. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.